Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Courtside Fracker. Today I'm joined by two merry men. Well, actually, no, one man isn't merry and we've got Shaq who always <laughs> brings good vibes. How's it going, Shaq? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's been a while. How have you been? Uh, chilling, you know, trying to watch this next Last Chance You that's just come out. Uh, so it's basketball related, so I'm involved. I'm watching Miami Heat do what we do. Best team. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into the heat. We'll get into the heat. You guys are doing your thing. Yeah, and it's like enjoying enjoying the summer days that's coming. So yeah, I like that. I like that, Harold. Man, um, it's been a tough day for you. Obviously, we had the Discord yesterday, um, and I was there for 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 the carnage. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, about twelve hours on, not even twelve hours, but less than twelve hours on. How are you doing, brother? I've been better, man. I've I've been better. Let's let's just say that. Look, this we we got a small Lakers segment. I'm I'm happy just to to, to breeze right by it. <laughs> cool. Um, before I start, I just want to mention our Patreon, which is live and active now. So for the, for those of you who haven't signed up, sign up to the Patreon. Check it out. We'll be putting exclusive pieces on that. Reactions to games. Uh, look at college basketball. Uh, we're gonna have a few series on there. So yeah, check out our Patreon support. Um, and we appreciate you. And with all that being said, let's let's get into it. Uh, let's start with our weekly roundup. So the first thing I want to discuss with the two of you, uh, PJ Tucker uh, going over to the Milwaukee Bucks, um, traded for DJ Augustin, DJ Wilson, and the Bucks first round pick in 2023 was actually PJ Tucker on Rodion's Currux. Um, listen, PJ has not had the best season. Uh, that's not that's an understatement to be honest with you, but. Let's say that he's kind of been mailing it in at Houston, as we know players have been want to do when they've been at teams that aren't really going anywhere fast. And what can a, a, a steady PJ Tucker offer the Milwaukee Bucks? Space and danger with it as well. So we know that he's more or less a corner free shooter and he's probably one of the best in the league at doing it. He's good at greater defence. His primer defence is insane as well. Yeah. Um. Obviously, a few years ago was a bit better, but... Again, he's asked to do a different role now in this Houston Rockets that was 
like he was in prior. When you got Yanis driving to the rim and then you just kick it out to well, Brooke Lopez likes to fade out there as well. It's basically offering you more of a five-out kind of option. Drew Holiday sitting on top with Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and then PJ in the corner. Bucks are just dangerous now. Then on defense, Giannis ain't got to take the whole load on the perimeter as well. So gives them a nice little rotation. Yeah, it's, it's interesting as well because they've been trying to switch a lot more this season. Uh, mixed results. And obviously, we know, know PJ is, is a master at that from his time at Houston. So uh, I guess... It's one of those trades where they can't really lose. Like, if he ends up actually being washed, then he's washed and, you know, you tried. But if he ends up being um, a bit better, steady, and then, yeah, like you said, he he, he definitely a plus for them. Um, I don't know how you feel about PJ Tucker, uh, Harold. Obviously, I know you know about his, his kicks game mm. and whatnot. Holy but um, is, is, there anything that, <laughs> is there anything that uh, Shaq didn't touch on that, that you may be looking for PJ Tucker to bring to... Yeah, so the, yeah, the, definitely the main parts of his game is corner, his corner threes and his elite elite defense. I, I I was singing his praises last year um in in a bubble for the for the Rockers. I think he's think he's great to watch. What I will also say is um that that Bucks team is pretty is pretty stable. So you're thinking to yourself, hmm, does he does he make a move to to really get into that into that into that first five? Probably probably not. But the question is, does Bud trust him enough? Um, to maybe close the game, which I think is a bigger a bigger one to consider. What it does, what I will say is, it definitely makes, in my own opinion, it makes the the Bucks a bit more serious as contenders. Like they were already serious the moment they dropped Bledsko, but the moment they 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 picked up Drew, the moment they picked up uh, PJ, look, they I think they're. I'm I'm excited for the East. Let's say that I'm excited for these. I'm excited for how how Bud's going to use these pieces, and I think this this is a big year. I mean, we say it's every year in it, but this is a big big year for Bud. Big, big, mm. particularly for him. Obviously, Yanis is the superstar, but he's Yanis. Like it's a, it's a superstar run league. But let's see, let's see how it plays out. I have more faith in the Bucks now that PJ's there than they did without him. That's for sure. Yeah, like what I would say is, if you just think of it, I think they're planning for the pre for the playoff. Sorry, mm. you're gonna see Yanis on KD, PJ on Harden, Drew on Kyrie, and they now have three good defensive units that can actually kind of guard that kind of trio. Proper. Then also like you got PJ that can play on um Ben Simmons. So they're I think they're planning pieces for the advance of the season instead of like they know that the season's a wrap. Like you have Yanis, they don't care about the beginning. Literally, literally. When it comes to the when it comes to the playoffs where they've had their difficulties, now you have more options, but also more options in defense and offense. So yeah. Agreed, agreed. Um I'm getting this out there because by the time probably uh, we get to Wednesday's pod, he would have passed his threshold. But from um, looks of things, a certain Chris Paul is uh, nine assists away from breaking the 10,000 assists barrier. Uh, he joined the, the likes Bro, of... Bro, it's best not to smile, guys. There's nothing to <laughs> smile about. John Stockton, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, uh, Mark Jackson and Magic Johnson. So he'd be, only be the um, sixth player uh, in NBA history to, to do so. He's having a great season with the Phoenix Suns. Um, just wanted us to spend just a few minutes at appreciating uh, one of the finest point guards to grace the league. Um, still, still, still contributing at the, the ripe old age of thirty six. I'll come to you first, Harold. Uh, just so, yeah, just get to your thoughts on the season he's having with the Suns and and the 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 level of this achievement. 
Yeah, look, that, I think you need to respect Chris Paul. Um, if you, I mean, look, if you don't respect Chris Paul, first Chris Paul for his basketball abilities, honestly, I don't know where the hell you've been. Um, personally, obviously, you can put that aside, but yeah, he's 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 brilliant. Wherever he goes to, the team the team are contenders. Like he's been in the, he's been in the league for for nearing two decades now. Like he's honestly he is fantastic. What he's done with the Suns, they were. were I think they were a, a ninth seed. I can't remember what the seeding was, but I, I know they missed out on um, the playoffs last year um, after they went eight and zero in the bubble. I but now, now, well, yeah, exactly. And, and now, now look at them; they're the second seed in the in, in the West. Are you mad? Like, obviously, of course they they have they have a fantastic Devin Booker Devin Booker there as well. Um, but look, CP three, he's, he's having he's having a great year. He's rolling it back again. How far can they go? Not far at all. LeBron, LeBron's in that conference still. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't ask you about how far they could go, but you managed to sneak some LeBron prop in there. You are who you are, uh, Shaq. Anything you want to add? The great yeah, man, because he mentioned LeBron in dislike to praise Chris Paul. The same way we speak about LeBron being year 18, 17, 16, doing his thing. Like Chris Paul was in year sixteen. If you mm. year sixteen, and he's still got that kind of effect. We saw what he done with Thunder last year. Now he's gone to the Phoenix Suns and people were thinking like maybe the Thunder just had a little spurt. Now, Chris Paul, great defence, still shooting at midi, still got a good passing range on him. And he's more like a floor general, in a sense. He's given that space for Devin Booker to, to be Devin Booker. So for, for a team player, to add him to a roster, people speak about the effects of like Rajon Rondo in the Lakers, etc. Chris Paul's year 16 and still doing a mad thing. Like, nah, got to give the guys fruits of his labour. But at the same time, he's going to probably go down as one of the most underappreciated guards we had because he didn't do it in the playoffs, etc. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his, 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 uh, his career epitaph is yet to be written, but it will be interesting um, to see because you've got, I think it's probably in the middle. You've got the guys who want to call him the greatest point guard ever. Uh, and then you've got the people who say he didn't do anything in the playoffs, so he's actually trash. And I think that the truth is somewhere somewhere in the middle, top five point guards ever. But yeah, that's a discussion for another day. Uh, the final thing I wanted to discuss with you guys, NBA is now kind of uh, expanded on what's going to be happening with the play playing tournament this year. So what we've got is uh, the seventh and eighth seeds will play. Uh, the winner gets the seventh spot. Um, the loser will play the winner of the matchup between the ninth and 10th seeds for the eighth spot. So really what we're looking at is that just the first six seeds get into the playoffs automatically and everything down from 7th to 10th are going to be in a dogfight. Um, obviously, they did it last year because uh, Dame and other players kind of explained, like, I'm not going to come to the bubble if there's no chance of me making the playoffs. Like, why am I going to come bring myself to this environment? Um, but it's kind of, it's, it's been, it was interesting. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on on what they've got planned for for this for this uh, year's play in Shaq. Obviously, you're in the East and we'll get onto your Miami Heat, but there's a chance you may end up in this kind of range. So what, what are your thoughts on the play in? A chance of who to end up in what range? Okay, never mind. Just just give me your thoughts on the play in <laughs> tournament. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I like the concept. It gives other teams a chance, like... The, I think it stemmed from the bubble games last year where you saw someone like the Phoenix Suns have a chance to get into the playoffs and it made it interesting. Um, whether I'd like it to be the winner of 8th and ninth, no, winner of ninth and 10th to face 7th and 8th, maybe 7th and 8th, like, it's just unfair a little bit on them, but it does give a greater chance to see more competition in the playoffs and those kind of play, those kind of teams get in there because you're going to have a team like 
I don't know, Dallas, Dallas might drop down to the seventh seed and then they might not deserve to be in there over Portland, for example, or something, or, ne- or the Nuggets. I mean, they're eighth already anyway, Mav, so. Yeah. And then you got to think, it's going to give you, a, like, a little bit of a, I want to say, like, a March Madness kind of vibes. Like, you're playing everything on the line already. It's like a playoff finals before you even get to the playoff finals, and it's two trash teams going at it. You don't have to see that. Like, I don't want to just see the top seed beat up the bottom seed and then just go and wait to the conference finals for a good matchup so i like it i like it yeah and i mean when you when you look at the west uh players you could potentially see in those games you've got zion williamson you've got steph curry you've got luca Doncic as well you've got uh jar morant uh potentially the spurs so definitely in the west it, it does uh, end up being three games that will, will feature some of the games uh stars people who were all stars this season um listen Harold, worst case being worse, LeBron being out for X amount of weeks. There is a chance your Lakers could end up in this tournament. Um, what are your thoughts on the playing tournament? There are, there are no chances of us being in a playing tournament, but I'll answer your question regardless. Um, yeah, I've, I, I think it's great. Uh, there is that, that thing whereby it is the, the team in a, in a higher seed, they only have to win one game as opposed to the team below you has to win two. So I like that. Like There's there's advantage to actually playing hard and not just going for the 10th seed. Like, there's... There's actually an advantage to to going for as high as you can. I think it's great. I think it's sick. Um, and yeah, it's it's competition, isn't it? Like we, I think in football, just to give a quick analogy, in football we always talk about how like why is it always England versus like Panama in the qualifiers? Like what the hell is the point of that? You might as well have the the crappier teams fight it out against each other, so the best of the worst at least come and play the better team. Do you know what I mean? Like you're always gonna get some bad teams, but look, like, at least make it the most competitive bad teams there are, and then you go from there, man. So yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, good. I should hope for some good matchups. Um, great. So since we were with you, Harold, we may start. Uh, may as well start on yesterday's. Um, yeah, Lakers versus Hawks game. We were really looking forward to that, and like I mentioned at the top of the pod, we did have a Discord live uh, for that. For those of you who aren't already members of our Discord community, yeah, check it out. We we have live watch alongs of games. There's a courtside chat in there as well, so people just discussing the NBA, discussing teams. So yeah, for real. Uh, sign up to that if you haven't already uh, ended up being 99.94 to the Atlanta Hawks but that's probably not your biggest takeaway um, talk us through at uh, the moment your heart crashed basically <laughs> um, obviously yeah so it was first quarter um, you see you see LeBron driving down the elbow uh, and you see Solomon Hill very very clumsily trying to trying to swipe the ball away from Bron and he I think he I think he falls over himself and obviously then he um he leans on LeBron's ankle and LeBron cries in agony, rolls for about f- like five minutes down, down the sidelines um, and eventually comes back up, comes back into the game. He's like, everyone's like, oh, he's fine, he's fine. Shoots a free so he can continue his, his 10-point game streak that he has going and then he hobbles straight back off and as he does doing so, he breaks, breaks a chair. But yeah, that's, that's worrying and I think that's why we've been wanting to manage his minutes so far. Um like, but of, I mean, look, he's like, he's a guy who's he's played a lot of basketball this season. But he, I think he's, I think he, he just he loves the sport in it. Like you, you can tell, he loves the game. AD hasn't been there, so he hasn't really had the opportunity to rest as well. Yeah, and he wants the team to be competitive. He wants to be as high as high as the as, as, as he can be possible. And on top of that, he's also chasing um that points record. So he's he's trying to he's trying to go for it all. Um, on the game itself. I will say like there's there's I don't even know where to begin honestly like you just just get involved in our Twitter if you aren't already like we can have a back and forth about all the many problems that the Lakers have, but one element of it is our shooters don't shoot 
Like we are, we're, we're some of the, we're some of the worst. We, we are some of the worst. We, everyone in the, in the NBA can shoot a three apart from the, the, the Los Angeles Lakers. And I don't know why. Wes Matthews hit three threes in a row. Um, and that was it. Like that's his lot for the month. Yeah. Don't get twisted. Yeah. You ain't, you ain't shooting no more than that. You shot one more after and, and for the rest of the game. And that was it. Like it's, it's pathetic. KCP, um, nice, a nice little goose egg, zero points again. It's not even the first time I'm saying this, this, this year. Like this is scary. Like these are our shooters for goodness sake. Um, Kuzma, like he's, He's just there for the virus, man. I can't even lie. He just has to have a good time. He's happy that he's not. Ah, give him, give him some block. credit. He's 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 been good this season. He man. has. Give him yeah, credit, you know what? Right. He's right. player I'm... in the Lakers, bro. He's streaky. Like... Yeah, proper streaky. Proper, proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he is. Yeah. At times he can look like a fringe all star, and at other times he can look <laughs> trash. But yeah, I think this season, this season, it's leveled out a lot, a lot more. We were discussing it on the Discord, and I was of the opinion that. Um, Black, with these guys, when it's their first contract, that's kind of looming in the back of their head, trying to do a bit too much at times. And I feel like once he had that signed and sorted and he knew, okay, next four years, even if I, I end up getting traded, I'm like, I'm secure now. I'm secure. I've got my bag. His mm. players kind of leveled out. Um, they're probably really looking for him to maybe be that fourth consistent guy for them. Um, that may be a bit too much for him. Um, but continue, Harold. I just wanted to make sure you didn't go in too hard on Kyle Kuzma. No, no, you're right, you're right. And you, you're right to check me, to be honest, because because he has he actually has been all right. He actually has been all right. Uh, THC, he hasn't been very good this year. Like, the guy's still young. Um, he had he had a very decent bubble, but you have to remember he was playing just, he was playing those end-of-game trashy minutes. So, naturally, the game's going to be far less intense, far less stretched. So, he can always has a, more of an opportunity to show out. This year hasn't really worked out like that. He seems to go, has one good game and then two bad games and then two good games and then, another, and then four bad games. Like, it's just been quite stop and start for him. I do, I do like him as a player. I love, I love his range of finishes at the rim. He is, he has a good, he has a good shooting stroke. Like he's, he's, he's a very, is he can be a good player. But right now, it's just a lot of inconsistencies which you have with young players. Whereas Matthews, I've already mentioned him. Um, we have, we have a, we have a problem at five. I was having a back and forth with a guy on Twitter, um, recently. Well, like literally in the, in the last hour or so, when he was talking about Damian Jones, whether we even need a, a five piece, Whiteside, Drummond, etc. Kind of people that have been liking to us or, um links with us rather so it's it's there like there's there's a few issues I think I'm being a bit harsh on Damian Jones obviously he's on his second uh 10 day contracts as well look he's he's all right like he's just he's yeah, I can't even say he's all right like he's he's just just about serviceable in my opinion okay so question question with that obviously what you guys are looking for are for players to come in and fill in the Dwight and JaVale McGee roles that you had in the playoffs last season, which meant that depending on the matchups, you could see them going from playing like two minutes a game to 20 minutes a game. Exactly. And obviously with Gasol, with, with his lack of mobility uh, on his feet these days, um, it does mean that against the swifter and fleeter foot fives, which is you, everyone are, in the NBA. you are at a disadvantage. And that means having to put AD there, which, you know, isn't, necessarily his favorite thing to do so what you've seen of damon jones maybe you might need another 10 day to, to to help you make your decision but do you think he can potentially be someone who comes in for 10 15 minutes and is just able to yeah, remember yeah, dwight yeah. was just getting getting in there with them elbowing them getting physical with them letting them know a presence is there it wasn't the the, it wasn't the all nba level defense of dwight howard that we that he kind of made his reputation on but he was in the paint causing a hindrance to making these guys work for their buckets can, can damon jones do that he can, whether he will, I don't think so. I don't think he has that dog in him. 
Dwight, Dwight, Dwight's a bit of a dickhead, isn't it? Like he was just, he was just, he's there in your timeouts, like he's elbowing you, he's smiling at the referee after that. I didn't do nothing. He's, he's like, he's been, he's been, he's, he knows the game well. Like he's really, what's, what's the word for it? Like he's, he's quite sly, but he's, 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 he's he was very, he, did, he had a very good medium last year. Normally he's overly, over, like he's overzealous in his approach and he's always a bit too cynical in how he plays but last year he was just that he had that little bit of like slyness but effectiveness it was like it was just it was just about enough and he, he rattled the feathers of, of, of like a, a Jokic for instance and he pushed him out of his, his mode I mean Jokic probably still got still averaged about 25 points in that series but look, that's 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 low for a Jokic you know what I mean you stopped so, it being, you stopped it being 32 yeah yeah it's true it's true it's true, it's true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, look, Damian Jones. I don't think he has that in him. Um, look, we're going to need AD to play the five for for a lot of for a lot of this play, playoff series. I have to be completely honest with you, whether he likes it or not. But I I still feel like we do need one more centerpiece in, just someone who's just a bit more, just been around, it's just been around the block a bit more. Like they 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 know they know the they know what happens in the playoffs. Do you know what I'll I mean? Say, on, don't sleep on Marcus. So I get it. Don't get it twisted. But when it comes to experience, he's a vet in the league. Like, he will know what to do in the playoffs, I believe. And he adds more playmaking to the team than you think. He does do that. He does do that. His passing, his passing and his, his, his link up with LeBron is, is, is a delight to see. And obviously, yeah. with his height, always sees over the defence. But I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but Shaq has shown us some of the angles that Mark Gasol puts on his passes. Um, but it's watching him on the other end. And this is a guy who was a defensive player of the year uh, in, in, in yesteryear. Um, he's dead on his feet, man. He's absolutely dead on his feet. And it's, it's, it's this thing about those kind of guys when they're slow, cumbersome on the fence. And like, that's cool. You can take your time. You can pick your spots and stuff. But... When you're defending now, your feet aren't you aren't able to move across in the paint, and you know how it is in the NBA. Half a step to, to, in the wrong direction is all a guy needs to be able to get to the rim, and he's getting and one or he's getting his two free throws. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be comfortable with Mark to be honest. I with think you. is this in the West and just the West, just the West. When we're talking about getting to the playoffs, right? We go like lineup for lineup. Who's his threat? Because the best team that you're going to go against is what the Clippers. I'm sorry, but Zubac, I like. And then you'd have AD guarding the perimeter. But then when you go against the Nuggets, I don't need Marcus O to guard Jokic. Yeah. Because I have AD. So the defensive acumen of, of AD being there allows for Marcus O to guard the lesser power forward or, or center. So the movement of feet, mm, just stand and put your hands up. But how about like a Nurkic? I hear that, but Nurkic is going to Nurkic. He's going to have yeah. two games. <laughs> He's going to be in and out. It's fine. <laughs> okay, and then how about a how about a Gobert? How about a, an, an Aiton? If you try and tell me that Rudy Gobert is going to get more than 50... I know he won't. Honestly, look. Wonder as I said Gobert, yeah. As, as I said Gobert, I was dreading it. We don't play with Utah on 2K, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You know, look, you, you you have a fair point. No, you do make a fair point, but ultimately we we're, we're going for the whole thing. I just I just like the the options. I like the availability of having just the opportunity to switch it up. The fact that we could bring on a Dwight for even just a, a five ten minutes just to get another team out of their groove, and then and then the AD come back in a five, and then and then we're back in our groove kind of thing. Just the, op, just the Dwight, option. I, I say like watching Lakers because I'm a sub Lakers fan, obviously because LeBron's there. Um, I miss JaVel McGee. 
Mm. Like that's Howard was yeah. nice. Bale, oh. that's who it's like it's the energy as well. Yeah, proper. Oh. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Like the thing is, yeah, every year, no matter what team it is with LeBron, they always talk about uh they don't have this, they don't have that, the spacing is this, the three point, but then it gets to the business time and LeBron come through. Obviously, he'll be going into this season's playoffs with, with a serious injury. Um, so and he is 36 now. Um, so so we'll see. We'll see. May take him a couple of rounds to uh, dust off the bit of a rust, but let, let, let's watch that. I think it makes it a bit more interesting because, to be honest with you, I don't see any genuine threats to you in the in the West or the other teams that people look at. Uh, they're quite flawed, in my opinion. So we'll, we'll watch that one eagerly. Um, let's get more to talk about. And for those of you who may not have watched it, uh, you've definitely seen um, some of the highlights of Luca's passing, despite the fact they lost. Uh, Mavs versus <laughs> Portland Trailblazers. Um, I come to you, Shaq. Um, yeah, it was it was, a, it was an entertaining one, as you can imagine. You've got two of the league's premier scorers there. You've got two two all stars. CJ's back in the mixer as well. Um, what were your thoughts on that game? Good game. Um, it's the how can I put it? Like in NBA, the things that I do like to see is like the matchups of oh, this star's up and coming, and in this guy's he's made his name for it, and you know that Dame's gonna try and get at Luca, mm. but you know Luca's gonna try and give sign to Dame as well, so. Is one of them like, I don't really care about CJ McCollum. If we start talking about CJ, we're not getting we we did we did this still first ever pod. We're, we're not yeah, doing man, it again. Bun him, but it why? was like, why? Really, nah, man, a lie, bro. I'm not even let's let's, was, let's not let's not keep yeah, going. Bun him, but, but it was really good to see. Like, um, it's always good to see Dame in a night where he's locked in. Like, I look forward to them games, and I think he's probably one of the better players to watch in the NBA. And then Luca, <sighs> he needs to be stopped. Unless he wears a Miami jersey, <laughs> he needs to be stopped. I'm, I'm not having him. I don't want this guy to be the face of the league. Like that's Tyler. Why? Was Tyler Hero, bro? Gonna get that. But um, it's always good to see Luke like putting on a show. The only thing is, where I don't like watching Luca put on a show is there's trash around him. There's trash around him. Richardson. Bro. Yeah, proper man. Proper. Get Seth Curry back proper. in this team. Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> Porzingis, bro. Yeah, I was gonna say, I pause Don't I, forget Porzingis, man. I, I, you know, yeah, Porzingis. If he listens to this pod, is gonna start filing lawsuits. I actually don't <laughs> mind watching it. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it was a tough watch because the rest of the team is trash. But Luca is just phenomenal, and Dame, like as much as I don't want to see Hassan Whiteside thrive, Dame, yeah, he puts on a show as well, man. It's good to see. So I enjoyed the game. It's a good watch, but yeah, you're talking you're talking about 125 to 119, so lots of buckets. Uh, Luca put up um, 38, nine and nine. Uh, Dame put up 31, six and three. Uh, let's talk about CJ um, Harold. So he put up 32, four and four, four assists, four rebounds. His um, his best game, his first kind of CJ game since he's come back. Um, Dame's done a hell of a job without him and Nurkic. Uh, and it's definitely in that MVP conversation. Um, but now you're adding CJ, one of the premier scorers, perimeter scorers in the league. Do you look at Portland and think we maybe start taking them a bit more seriously? We have to. No, seriously, we have to because they have they have a, they have a very decent team. Like, no, 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 no. Look, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out, Shaq. Whether they'll do anything in the West is a different question. 
I think we do need to take them seriously, though, because although we know that Nurkic is going to nurk and he's, he's going to do he's going to do those normal things, but he does have he does have um he does have some clout attached to his name. Like there's it's, it, there's no reason people to say his name for no reason. He's, he's not who he once was. Enes Cantor is <laughs> his offensive balls make me laugh. Like every time the ball's in the air. In, in the in the offensive end of the court, he's tipping it in. He's there. He's been playing well. Carmelo, Carmelo's got got a little bit of a, a remontada. He's like, yo, I'm look. He had he had a he had a decent game stint in the last seven days. He's been averaging at least like uh, averaging around like twenty two points, something like that. He's you know what he's I been... was saying the other day on a Twitter, yeah, is that I feel like every player in the NBA has like a five to ten game stretch where it's like twenty five a game, seven assists, seven <laughs> rebounds, fifty percent from the field. 45% from three, 92% from the... I don't, don't give you a 10-game selection in the middle of the season to tell me your boy's been balling out, but I'm not going to slander Melo because you're talking about a top 10 uh, all-time uh, point scorer. So, um, listen, I know um, I know Shaq, he, we've spoken about Portland in the past, but they've got a decent squad, and I think they do. The, the West is as open as it's a bit. With LeBron's injury... I think it makes things a bit more open than they've been for Dame in, in, in the past few years. There's so, always been somebody in the way. This is the thing, though. They've been having a decent squad. And they've been not dangerous. See, for me, I agree what you're saying, that like you should take them serious, but history shows you that you shouldn't. Might I say that it's the history of the of the of the, <laughs> the, the Portland Trailblazers, yeah. <laughs> the, the history, history yeah. <laughs> like, I get that sometimes they've played against like Golden State, it's, it's peaking, and they've had like either. Oh, what do you want them to do against like, Golden State? Yeah, like, they can't do nothing there. Out, the just, they got knocked out by. Yeah, I think the only one that was embarrassing was that year they got knocked out by the Pelicans. Every other year they just lost to a better team. And the Pelicans in what round? The first round. Hmm. Interesting. And then, <laughs> they also have a Western Conference Finals run. They had a Western Conference Finals run. Scary. Um, then you've got, like, obviously they played against OKC and they slapped Paul George and Westbrook, which is evident because them two in the playoffs is trash. So that's fine. Again, it's not really a, a stupendous victory. But to say that we need to take them serious and there's so much other dangers in the, in dangers in the league, I think, well, especially in the West, I think that's like the back burner. I look forward to seeing them in playoff games, though. Yeah, maybe that's me thinking that Dame... I think this is the best Dame has played. Um, and I think yeah. that's it. he's gone up another level, almost. And I feel like with that, with, with CJ there, you've got Melo, you've got Ennis Cantor giving his minutes, you've got Gary Trent Jr. defending, chipping in with his freeze. Yeah, uh, you've got, you got Rodney Hood. Uh, he's uh, all right. He's all right. He's all uh, right. Rodney will, have a, Rodney will have a big game here and there in the playoffs. He'll explode for 15 or 20 points. Um, with with that culmination of players, with Dame leading them, I, I'm I'm keeping an eye on them. Let me just let me just leave it at that. Yeah. What yeah. You know, what I will say is yeah with with uh, the Blazers, this 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 is a big season for Dame. Like a lot of people have playoff failure attached to him, and that's why whenever it comes to our oh, Curry and Dame, are oh, they're just great shooters. I know obviously Dame is. I mean, I know obviously Curry has obviously had that big three, but before that, he also he also was he also was the MV, he also led his team to a seventy three and nine um season. Like he's he was still that guy, you know. So I think Dame is always, and obviously he's got these like these statements, Dame time, put some respect on my name, these kind of things. Like we need to see it in in the playoffs. We need to see it in the playoffs. And I think, look, just give me. No one's even saying to you, look, win the whole thing but i need a respectable he's got a playoff resume he's got two game seven buzzer beaters in two different series 
Like nobody else has got that. I don't think anybody else has got even. I think people, a few people have won. He's got, he's got a resume in the playoffs. He's done his thing. Was he shot a shot? Because he made a shot. It's a make or miss. It's a make. It's a make or miss league, Shaq. You know that, man. And and twice he he's done it when his team has needed it most, man. Listen, there's a reason he's got the most. There's a reason he's got the most endorsements in the league, man. Bar from like LeBron, probably. Like he's <laughs> he's he's done his thing. But yeah, well, listen, I've said my piece. Shaq is not supporting it. Harold is fencing it. But I, I'm yeah, keeping I'm an eye on the, 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 the Trailblazers and Dame, yeah. Uh, and with that being said, let's get on to a, a game which was uh, uglier than Mad versus Trailblazers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a tough watch uh, in Philly, Philly uh, and the Bucks. Um, obviously, Philly are without Joel Embiid, so there is a kind of a bit of the prestige, a bit of the sheen in that tie is kind of uh, robbed away. But despite that, it's a it's a top of the um, top of the Eastern Conference clash. So yeah, uh, Harold, one hundred nine, one hundred five to the Bucks. That was including overtime. So they didn't crack. They didn't crack a hundred in the four quarters, which in this season's NBA is quite telling. Um, yeah, what were your thoughts on uh, Bucks versus the 76ers? Yeah, it was. Yeah, like you said, it was. It was a very tough watch. That's why I struggled to watch the Bucks completely. That rim was rattling. That yeah. rim was. <laughs> It was a tough watch to say the absolute least, but what I will say is, um, yeah, good, good, yeah, good, good, good win for the Bucks. But did you guys notice how look look how close the game was without Joel Embiid? Like this is this is a Sixers team who have come they've come leaps and bounds since since in in the last few years. Look, I I want to just give a little bit of some of some praise to a man called Tobias Harris because he has. He has been balling out this year. He's playing. He's playing some of the best basketball of his entire career. He's averaging twenty-one points, four, uh, four rebounds, eight, uh, eight. Sorry, averaging twenty-one points, eight rebounds, four assists. He's the best basketball of his career. He looks better defensively. Um, obviously, he can't. He can't. He, he ain't doing nothing against the the uh, the Lucas. He's, clo- he's their closer. He's their closer. He's their, he's their closer, bro. Like he's their closer. He is. He is. He's. He's honestly doing great, great things for this team. Like. Even just the other day, I know we're talking about the Bucks game, but literally just yesterday they played against the Kings. Um, Embiid is out, Simmons is out. Tobias is like, "Yo, no problem, I got this." And and don't get me wrong, it's the Kings, it's the Kings, yeah. But you still, you still went on to win one hundred twenty nine. You know how it goes: two, lose two of your three best players, and yeah, and you beat you beat skews for not taking it too seriously. But in clutch situations, and that's that's the biggest um, praise I can give him because it's direct opposite to how he was last year. He is coming up clutch. He's coming up big time, and he's making he's making his he's making his, his statement, man. This is the Tobias Harris. I think Sixers were thinking that we're going to get last year, and he's showing out, man. Look, big big praise to him. I'm proper impressed by him, and somehow Doc Rivers and these Sixers have got me believing that these guys can do something again. Somehow. Listen, listen. Obviously, Doc had Tobias in LA, so they've got they've got previous. Um, and B's having the best season of his career and, and everything we've heard. Uh, Doc is a big Ben Simmons fan. Sound like they didn't want to give him up for James Harden. They do probably regret that at this point. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah they do probably do. But it was really a tale of two halves for Giannis. Absolutely atrocious in the first half. Nothing could hit. Uh, and then he just came out in the second half, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have it. Like, I'm not losing to a 76ers without Joel Embiid." <laughs> and he just kept like the jumper is still ugly. Like the jumper is still ugly. Anything that's not in the paint is an absolute mess. But he was just getting to the rim again and again and again and again and again and again, and he was he was making 
full use of all his physical gifts. Um, we've discussed it in the chat. We've, we've discussed it on previous pods. Again, he's another one who's right up there in the MVP conversation. For sure. Um, I had my eye on Chris Middleton because obviously um, he's the number two guy. Shaq, again, your first uh, pod appearance. We, we got into it about Chris Middleton and CJ. Um, but he's always he will give you his 50, 40, 90 seasons, about yep. 20 points a game. Uh, when you watch him, there's just something not there, yeah. yeah. It is something yeah. not there. Yeah, the two things missing. One of them is that something. I don't know what the something is, but the other one is that sauce. He ain't got that sauce. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got. A, he just looks like he, he shoots hoops like here and there. Like I don't know. But then he's also missing that something to make him that player. I don't know what it is because he's got handles to an extent. He's got a shot. He can put ball in hoop. He needs some arrogance to him, man. Yeah, I think he don't... Be humble, because my thing is, like, when Giannis is struggling, like, if I'm the number two guy, I will... Okay, you're having a tough time. I'm going to show these guys what I can do. Like, like the perfect example of this you see is, like, Steph and Clay, CJ and Dame. Like, when the other guy is hot, I'll just let him go off. Mm, like, I'm yeah. calm, because I know that he'll, he'll have a hot game, and I'll still get my 25. But Giannis was struggling, and Middleton was just just vibes in. You know the thing is, this, this is a this is what I think he does. So let's say we take Tobias Harris for example. Oh, Embiid ain't putting ball in hoop. I'ma do it. I'ma take over. Or if Ben Simmons is doing what Ben Simmons does, I'ma take the ball, pull it in the hoop. Like LeBron will do it with AD, CJ will do it with Dame, etc. Chris Middleton is the type of Giannis ain't playing well. I'ma try let him get back into his groove. But the only time when you'll see Chris Middleton say, "Oh, this is my game," playoffs, Miami. Yanis goes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can ball. And he said, one oh, game though. No, one game only though. Shaq. One game, but he said, this is my court now. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's the kind of stuff where he needs to do that on a more regular. More basis. of that, yeah. I need two quarters of that a game, and then let Yanis take the other two quarters, or even one point five quarter of that, and then let me let me just say like, you know what? Yeah, you do your stuff. But he's a baller though. Can't hear him. Is. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to. He needs to take over games at, at, at stretches. Like my thing is always like for a title winning team. I think your number two guy to essentially be a guy that if he was a number one option, you're a fringe playoff. You're a fringe playoff team. Like you're, you're in that conversation. Like you're you're standing around and it's coming down to Dante Divincenzo and Pat Connaughton to make the the big plays on both ends to get you back into the game. Because at, at times it looked like the seventy sixers were going to absolutely like as much as the rim was rattling. At times, it looked like the 76ers were going to blow them away. I forget um, one of their quarters, the, the, the Bucks was it 14 points or something ridiculous? The, a Laker-esque quarter. Uh, yeah, 13. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Lakers versus the Hawks-esque quarter. <laughs> they no, had. And Toby gave praise to Tobias Harris for this game, etc. And even for the season, and Howard was a front runner on that. I need, he might want to mute his mic and hear this, but this season, like, Danny Green's been good. <laughs> I and mean, we have to yeah, accept it. Like, he had a good game. He had a good game. Yeah, like he's not been the Danny Green of Lakers. You know, yeah, what I'm he's been better than, he's, he has Pick been better up. than Danny Green last season for sure. Like you have to give Daniel some some praise, Harold. Yeah, dropped 18 points against the Bucks. Yeah, like now, like for the Lakers, he got a f- open free. I said, I uh, forget. Screw it. That's not going in, man. That's how it felt. That's I'm how it sorry. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Look, guys. Look. If it was like one in two, they'll go in if he's open. Yeah? I hmm. said it, yeah. I said it, yeah. On the Discord yesterday. 
the look the hate I had for Danny Green at, at Lakers it wasn't healthy like I didn't like him as a man I was like wow his basketball ability it made me not like him that, that that's why I got too far so I made a decision yeah so whenever he's on the court I'm just emotionally blind to him so whatever good he's doing well done to him honestly well done for your family like the green household well done man whatever you're doing bad I'm sorry I add you to my prayers I hope you get better Okay, so Shaq, I'm sorry, brother. I, I cannot give this guy any, I, I cannot give any, any accolades because what he did in LA was outrageous. It was outrageous. But no, you know what? No, let me, let, let me be serious. He has, he has been playing better. I'm going to say he's played well. He's played better than he did at LA, which wasn't difficult because he played like me. But <laughs> yeah, man, look, well, well done, Danny Green, man. Well done. But anyway, Tobias Harris, that's my guy. Forget the rest of them, man. Tobias Harris. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, sure. I was looking, sure. I was interested to see uh, what Ben would give us. And it was quite um, interesting where you compare his game, where he's going to the rim to, to Giannis. Is obviously, he's not going to match him for athleticism. But Ben usually tends to be crafty enough to pick his angles. I mean, it wasn't quite, it wasn't quite that game. He's not aggressive him. enough, Ben Simmons. He's not aggressive enough uh, going to the rim. I don't know why. He isn't. He isn't. I watched uh, the game when you guys played them, and very early on, you guys gave him a lot of space to go downhill. And it's like, if the space is there... That, that's, that's when he'll do but it. Again, yeah. You're looking at the Chris Middleton guy. Like, there has to be a time when you're just like, it doesn't matter if the space is there. I'm just going to make it. But yeah. again, he doesn't necessarily want to go to the line. That's that's where the other problem comes in. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Look, yeah. you don't want to shoot jumpers. He's going to the rim, though. You don't think that might be, you know, it's crowded. I don't want to get, I don't want to land maybe. wrong again. Maybe, yeah. maybe. But look, but look, you're, you're, you're a guard. You're an oversized guard uh, at that. You, you don't shoot jumpers. You don't shoot threes. And you don't want to go to the rack, bro. Like, who are, are you? Are you Draymond Green? What he is made, this, he bro? He made a free, though. He made a free. That was nice. Yeah, no, he didn't make a free. Actually, it was a very important free as well. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Over time, where it was just like, there's nothing left to lose. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally so like, look, there's nothing else you can do apart from shoot this free, bro. Yeah, yeah, That's all go. I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna put it up. <laughs> um, and yeah, let's 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 uh, Shaka, as our resident Miami um uh fan, uh, I want you to kind of talk us through. Um, the, the turnaround, obviously, um, it, there's a very big reason. But beyond, we're the best team in the East. I want you to give us some thoughts on what you've seen, what what who's improved, how they've improved, what you see Miami potentially being in the, in the playoffs. Because you know you don't come on every week, so every time you're on, we need to get that Miami lowdown from you, brother. Cool. Um, last time I was here, it was tenth seed. Oh, how times have changed. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Obviously, we know the big thing is Jimmy Butler being back. Um, Spolstra's added some rotation that gives depth to the team, but at the same time, it's really irritating to watch. So when you're talking about like who's improved, not many. <laughs> um, precious is still Precious. Um, uh, I think it's like... Olenek, though. Six points a game. Olenek is streaky. You see what you were saying about Contavious? What, lot, the game against Pacers, Olenek dropped seven points. Starting. Oh, yeah, he did start that game, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, never mind, he's never mind. been starting, sir. He's been starting for, like, the past 20 games. That's because he knows Bam is back. When Bam wasn't back, he's like, you know what? I need to step up. Now he's like, oh, Bam's back. Right, I think Bam was gone in that time frame as well. Alinic, I think he's got something like five of 38 threes. He missed every three-pointer for something like eight games straight. <laughs> That's like Danny Green stat. Yeah, exactly. But... <laughs> Again, like he offers something to the team where he can actually space the floor and he does well with it. Um, Bam's back, like you know, it's good to see him. Obviously, he took like four or five games out as well. But Bam and Jimmy together, it's just a unit. Now, 
Kendrick Nunn, yeah. <laughs> For me, he's a good player, but he's also very hot and cold. Proper, proper. Um, he doesn't know when he shoots, when he wants to. He's basically like a reborn Terry Rosier, and I would actually like to see Terry Rosier come to Miami Heat. You know what I'm saying? But at last, hey. hey. But um, Kendrick Nunn doesn't really offer much defensively, but the athleticism and the ability he has can create problems in offense when he wants to have a good game. But the main key thing to speak about is Tyler Hero off the bench with with Goran Dragic. Every bench unit in the league doesn't deserve to play against that. It's too cold. It's too cold. And then you've got... I'm absolutely fuming because I had Goran Dragic in my fantasy team and he, for the first half of the season, he was doing absolutely nothing. And I kept it, it's Goran Dragic. He's going to turn it around. He's going to turn... But he was giving me nothing and he wasn't playing. He wasn't fit. So I dropped him out. I think, I don't know if it was you who picked him up, Harold, or somebody else who picked no, him up. Enough, but yeah. now he's decided he wants to be Goran Dragic then. Ah, you know what though? You know what though? I did say, oh, sorry, Shad. Just sorry, I'll let you continue. I just I want to say something on Dragic. As I was saying, like, a few weeks ago when I was on the pod last and I was talking about the Miami Heat, he was the one person, while Jimmy was still out, he was the one person I was speaking good about. He was, he was running that second unit very well. And it's good to see that he's doing still doing the same thing. Look, Miami Heat went, didn't get to the finals by mistake last year. And I think they're showing that again this year, man. Yep. So like, this is the problem with the team to an extent, and you don't want to talk about the better people in the team. Of the whole roster, only three people average over 15 points. It's small, small, not good enough. Um, and then on top of that, you've got Bam obviously has his injuries in and out. Hero has his injuries in and out. Avery Bradley's still not back. But the addition of Trevor Ariza, I do like. One, get rid of um, my man, Myers Leonard. Happy for that. Then on top of that, you've added Trevor Ariza, who gives you high and defense. Obviously, he's going to give you something like 10 points a game, mostly. But it it gives you a three-point option because he actually can shoot it. It gives you more, more wing defense because we're going to have to go against a lot of wing-type players and Jimmy Butler can't handle the whole load himself and bam on the perimeter is good. But again, you sometimes want your center to actually be marking centers. And he gives you a better spacing option as well. He's a vet. He knows how to play in the game. He knows where to play with as well. So I do like that addition. Mo Harkless still needs to stay on my team. But um, the bench unit is not too, too it's not too bad. I don't hate it. I just need to see more productivity. And the last person, the sniper himself, Duncan Robinson. You'd say that, a lot of people say that he's actually improved from last year. Stats-wise, no. But as a player, yes, because he started and he's had to take a lot more of a load onto his shoulders because people aren't playing like Jimmy, Bam, etc. But you see him more of like a, a clay type player. You just put it up and shooting. Oh, I got this. Oh, shoot it. I might like sometimes when the water's wet, it's wet. Like he's he's just shooting. Free. I think he's averaging two point six threes a game or something like that. But the team as a unit needs to come together a bit more. We're still missing Jay Crowder, and I think Trevor Ariza is that addition. Um, we still need to figure mm. out starting and what our best starting lineup with bench unit is. I prefer Tyler Hero starting. But I think his ball usage is a lot better when he's playing against the bench units. But Kendrick Nunn against the bench unit, I would rather just see because I don't really want to see him against starters. But Tyler Harrell starting means that our defence is a bit weaker. It's just we're in a mix and match place. But when it comes to that off-season, we'll see. Hopefully Avery Bradley actually returns because he adds that defensive unit to the team, even though his offence is kind of... Yeah, and lastly, he'll, and grind. he'll, he'll grit and grind him his way to 15 to 20 points. Over. Yeah, and then we got this next Igudada brother. Like, <sighs> fam, it's not Golden State Warrior days. I could, I could tell you that free. I think he's get he gets 
4.7 points a game, and he's played like 38 for us. I've been impressed with Akpala. Obviously, he's still not good, like that good, but he's had to step up from having something like, I think he played something like 10 games last year or five games last year to playing 28 this year, 25, 28, 25, around that range. He's had to take a lot of weight on his shoulder as well. We've not had the biggest rotation as a team due to injuries, health reasons. We're still coming though. Like we're still playing good. I mean, the game against Pacers, allow it. Allow it. I don't, we don't focus on them ones. But the other games, like, you know, we're still going to play well. We play good system basketball. This is about if the system's going to actually pick up in the playoffs and adjust because people are seeing our system now and already making plans for it. And you can see that. Like, Caris Levert didn't even have a good game. But Brogdon slapped us. Sometimes that just happens. We play against the worst of players. We lock down... Sabonis didn't even play well. Pardon? Sabonis didn't even play well. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing about watching the Heat. It's annoying where you'll be like, oh, let me watch them against the... I don't even know. Give me a team. We're going to lock down Terry Rosier, Gordon Hayward and Lamelo, but Miles Bridges is going to drop, drop 28 points on our head. <laughs> you can't lock down the best players and let the trash ones actually like beat you up. And that's what we do a lot. So it's about making sure our system actually works in the playoffs when we get there as the top seed and like just tightening up really and truly. So, yeah, I'm just so you got 20 30 odd games um between now and the playoffs. Um, what are you looking to see in these games um that will kind of fill you with confidence going into going into the playoffs and have you as a kind of dark horse again to, to do well? The two things I'll mainly look for, well, three things I mainly look for is the bench unit step up more than just Tyler Hill and Drogic, finding our third option, like our actual certified third option. And having a steady lineup. So last year we knew who was starting. This year we've changed our lineup around about six, seven times during weeks because we just need to see um who fits better where, non starting, hero starting, Robertson off the bench, so on and so forth. Um, so mainly it's about the structure of rotation and seeing other people just step up. And that's really it. Inside, we're gonna have we're gonna have struggles regardless. Like Bam is an underside center to an extent, but he's athletic enough to like really compensate for it. Yeah. Kelly Linux starting is kind of looking like the way forward right now, but it's also not a good way to go forward. So it's touch and go with us. But at the, at the same time, I have all the faith in Spo and the team. It's one of the ones where, like what we said for LeBron, I'm just waiting for the playoffs to show you what we can do. Like we're, we're shooing for the playoffs. It's just about what we do when we get there. So, yeah. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Listen, you've got a veteran coach who knows what he's doing, one of the top three to five coaches in the league. Uh, your best player is what, top ten player in the league. Um, yeah. You would have learned from from the lessons of last year. And it's, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the heat. Again, they're a team that you can never, never rule out. Um, cool. And it's our final segment, obviously, with uh, trade deadline approach on the 25th, so four days away. Um, I wanted to speak with you guys a bit. Uh, take a look at the market and a, a couple of players that you guys uh, think could could be traded before the deadline and what they could add to a team. I'll start with you, Harlord. Um, who, who did you take a look at and, and what do you think he could add to a team? So I've gone for this pick. Whether it will happen, the feasibility of it around it, I don't know. But this is a team who could definitely use with him, um, use him. Uh, his name is Lonzo Ball. And I'm saying that he should... He should be looking. Um, I think the, the Clippers should be looking at Lonzo Ball. Um, he is 
there is a ghost, there is like a ghost reputation of Pat Bev's defending and he's these dog and etc. He isn't that same guy no more. Like, don't get it twisted. If you watch the Clippers, he's not that same guy no more. Lonzo Ball is a better defender than him. I can promise you that. He's oh. Lonzo Ball has now has now stepped up properly. He's shooting the three at a good clip. I can't believe my eyes. He's good from the line. I can't believe my eyes. He's shooting 39% from three guys. Look, this is this is the Lonzo Ball that the Lakers thought they were getting. The, the Lakers thought they were getting through um through draft. He's playing very well. He can he's got good range of passing. So what the well. Lakers had to do just just to just quickly is wait and develop their young talent, but they didn't do that. But they got a title for it. They got AD. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, of course, that's well. But this is what happens. I don't I don't I don't think like a lot of guys just take a bit longer to become players in the league. Um he mm. said, listen, this is and we know how it is in the contract year, guys are gonna do what they gotta do to get paid, but but continue, continue. Yeah, Harold. and then like when it comes to the when it comes to the clippers, one of their main problems one of their main problems is is facilitating. Like they they're just they're banking on on Kawhi and PG just making it work. Unfortunately, that didn't work in the last postseason. And this season is, they they started to, they started to uh, show their scars again. I think I think they started off very, fairly well. They had like a really strange game against the Mavs, where they lost by like fifty something points, and and then and then they, they got back in their groove. Great spacing there by Tyloo's a great coach. He, he knows what he's doing. They're attacking wise. They look like they're very fluid and they look great. However, there's certain games, especially particularly in the clutch. Paul George comes comes up comes up short. And there's sometimes you need like maybe like a, we saw in a Ankawai. Don't don't Ankawai. Ankawai. Sorry, so no, Ankawai. You're right. You're right. But less so. But yeah, Ankawai. Um, but like we saw last year in the postseason, we saw Rondo making plays when necessary in the clutch. They don't have that. They don't have that to happen. Kawhi and PG are having to create their own shots and against established defenders, it's not going to happen, man. Nissan's going to be able to facilitate well. Like the, the same credits we give for CP3, you know? Like that's the kind of... I'm not, Obviously, I'm not relating Lonzo to being that same type of mold or guile, but he's the kind. that's the kind of mold of a player you're looking for. Someone who's going to make things happen. Great passing, great D... Good, good, good shooting stroke. I can't believe I'm saying that for Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, and he's and he's shooting well from the line. Yo. I think that's the most impressive thing about him. He's shooting shooting at eighty percent from 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 the line. I can't believe my eyes. Like honestly, he can, he can make a play. He'll be on the perimeter, drive in, take a layup, and then go back to shooting or, or pass it off. Uh, it's a good trade. Yeah, he he he, and and like you say, he and he's played uh, stretches of really good defense as well. Um, so. Yeah, let, let's see. That'll be an interesting one because the Clippers, they need something. Um, they they seem to start the season well and people thought they'd kind of gotten over the hump of last season. It was all Doc's fault. Um, but now we're in the meat and bones of the season. They're, they're, looking, too, they're looking too bright. I, I don't know what's going over there, on in that side of uh, LA. Uh, and Shaq, um, who, who did you look at and, and, and what do you think they could bring to a, a, a roster? Well, funny enough... Um... How stole my whole flow, <laughs> bar for bar. Did I? Oh no! What <laughs> we usually do is do always think... check with each other. Yeah, <laughs> my man. I'm sorry, Shaq. I'm sorry, Shaq. Two things. One, I was making a Lonzo trade for Miami Heat. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but also, I had a second one, and this is to help out a person who I actually like. You know, he's also on the pod, but I can see he's going through some hard times. His little jolly green leprechauns are eighth seed. Um, <laughs> and it's for the Celtics, my guy Yaz. I'm gonna help you out here. Tristan Thompson got to go, and the player I see coming in, and I think all the league needs to actually start looking at this player. He's averaging 24 points per game, 11 rebounds, and I think it's like a career high of like 3.9 assists or four assists. Let's round it up. Vucevic, 
He's cold. cold. Like, you need a centre in your team. Even Clippers, I don't think they can afford a contract because Kawhi's just rinsing that for his uncle. But if you need a centre, Lakers could be looking at him. Like, he's putting the ball on the floor inside. He's spacing out really nice as well. He sets great screens, good, does good plays. And he's also getting them boards. For me, if I'm if I'm someone like the Celtics, for instance, I'll try to do something like a three-team trade, get Kemba Walker and Tristan Thompson out of there, get like a Vucevic with maybe, oh, Fultz is out for the season, so it might not help them, but getting rid of Kemba might just help them anyway. And then maybe even try and do like a three-team trade with Bulls and put Kobe White in the team for the sake of it and get people like moving around. But Vucevic needs to be let, well, he needs to leave Orlando Magic. He's dying talents out there. Um, and it's a centre that I think every team in the league could really do with, besides like Cleveland, because they have four. So... And <laughs> and the Knicks, maybe. As a and, and the Knicks, too. And yeah. the Knicks. <laughs> They're yeah, good with something. Like They're fine, but yeah, every other team could really and truly, like, if you like, you think about what Nurkic is doing in Trailblazer and how we speak on Nurkic, could you imagine if Vucevic was dropping 24 points in, tra- in Portland with Damon CJ on top? Scary. So Vucevic, I think he's been slept on this year. Um, Valentunas as well because he's doing dirt in my tra- in my fantasy. But yeah, get get Vucevic out of Orlando and put him somewhere nice, man. Yeah, I, I, the, just, uh, I, I just wanted to add. Sorry, Mara, I just wanted to add here. Yeah, just to, I didn't properly give you the reason why I'm saying that Lonzo's f- uh, free throw percentage is so amazing. Let me give you the stats from the first four years in order. Yeah, six, seventeen, eighteen, shooting forty five percent from the line. 45% from the line, guys. Shoot, seven, it's 18, 19, shooting 42% from the line. Last year in, 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 in New Orleans, shooting 57% from the line. This year, shooting 77% from the line. That is a huge step up. That's a huge step up. There, yeah, go on, Moran. That's like Lamello pressure, bro. I know as silly as it sounds, I feel like that's played a little part, man. Like, I can't have my little brother coming to the league and sunning me. Like, it's not going to run like that. It's not going to run like that. So i got to show him that i still got a bit of sighting in there. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for Lonzo, man. And he looks well set up to, to have a, a really good career. Uh, if he's lucky, may, maybe make a couple of all-star teams too. Um, the other player I thought I might hear you guys mention is Kyle Lowry, but I get why you haven't. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Raptors have basically said we're not going to trade him. Like That's the greatest player in their franchise's history. Um, and the way things are looking, uh, they're going to they're gonna have a decent draft pick in what promises to be a pretty good 2021 draft. So um, we won't speak on Kyle because I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Masai's got a heart, uh, and he's not always the ruthless businessman that he's he's been portrayed to be. Like uh, the Rosen, yeah. Same way the Lakers got AD, they got they got Kawhi, bro. They got the chip, and they, they got, got the, the chip, chip. man. Saying, like, you're saying that Masai's got a heart. Like, what if they get offered Kyrie or something? You think that Kyle Lowry's staying? Like, he's of course gone, not. But they're not. They're not gonna get. They're not gonna get a Kyrie. It'd be, it'd be like helping. A, it'll help a contender, and it just gives them a, a bit of options. Where it's like sometimes, like let's actually just let the let the legend stay. Yeah, let the legend stay. Let him let let him see out his time in the Raptors, and he decides what he wants to do in the offseason because uh, obviously someone like Philly would would, would, would love um, their favourite son back as well um, so with that I just want to thank you both for your time uh, this afternoon it's, it's flown by actually really enjoyed that uh, Shaq listen man always welcome uh, good to see you good to see you brother uh, Harold keep your head up man <laughs> keep your head up but absolutely no reason to watch the NBA for the next month <laughs> Honestly, if it wasn't for this podcast, my God. 
Caruso's coming, bro. Don't watch that. Don't watch that. Caruso's, Caruso's Caruso season, man. Caruso's that, that rim is gonna be oh. rim. That rim is gonna be clanking, man. Oh um, my God. Cool. All right, boys. Nice one. Take care, man. All right, peace. Social Podcast Network.